Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to Sword and Shield Podcast. I'm Colonel Rick Erridge, 960 Cyberspace Wing Commander. And today we have a very special guest. And I know I say that every week, <laughs> but um, we have former wing member, sir, Chief Chris Howard. Welcome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the, the time and uh, the opportunity to, to come back over and uh, chat with you. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Obviously, um, it's really busy right now and, and you're moving on to a new opportunity. And so <laughs> appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. And we kind of do kind of a wrap up podcast and offer you uh, any words of wisdom and just kind of talk through things. And I know it won't be the last time we see you either. No, and don't worry, the wisdom piece will be really short. So <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> no, it's always bittersweet when, uh, you know, when people work so hard in the wing and you see them get an opportunity and you move on. It's, it's hard for us to say goodbye, but it's a great opportunity for you. No, I appreciate that, sir. And I'd say for, sit on the other side of the table, right? It's not a that it much easier either, right? You know, even when opportunity comes knocking, uh, there's that decision point. And we're looking at, okay, um, here's a place that I'm happy. Here's a place that I'm being successful. Here's a place that I'm making a difference. Um, and I love the team and I love all these things that are going on and all of these movements that we're making. Um, but uh, what does that cost, right? And here's another opportunity to do something new, build a little bit uh, different team, uh, learn a different mission set. Um, but, uh, what, what's that cost too? So, you know, the decision to move on is, is a hard balance. Um, but when you look at uh, the fact that, you know, it's part of the natural evolution. And if I stay here too long, then I, I start thinking about all the airmen that are behind us that are not coming up and not moving because we have a log jam. And that's always that hard piece is like, okay, as much as I want to be here and as much as I want to be part of this, um, what's that ripple effect for all of the airmen that uh, we've been developing over this time, you know, because then they're going to have to go somewhere else. And then we have other vacuums. Yeah, I think that's an important piece to talk about is is that's leadership, right? right? Of understanding when it's time to go and get out of the way when people are ready to take on um, that next level and whether or not there's, you know, somebody been grooming for an opportunity or whether that's somebody from the outside, it's an opportunity for both ways. And um, frankly, the day I start a new job is the day I dread having to lead again because um, <laughs> it's really fun, like what, what we do every day. But I think that's what makes the military different. And right. separates us from private industry is that people don't do the same job forever. And we expect our leaders to move on and take that experience to do something else and lead more airmen. Right. And that's where we also quite often get wrapped in that conversation about being uncomfortable. Right. If you stay comfortable, you know, we build complacencies. Um, we do build some efficiencies, but those complacencies start to override those uh, efficiencies. And um, that challenge of always making ourselves a little bit more uncomfortable I think uh, helps us grow and develop. And I think that's why, you know, industry does like sucking in leadership from, from the military. I think that's why you see um, so much evolution uh, and some acceleration in that change, especially when uh, other boxes are taken off the plate. And uh, when uh, the, I guess the handcuffs come off to let you really <laughs> go forward. And that's one of the things that I really loved about uh, the 960th was that uh, because the mission was somewhat new, 
Um, we were still growing and evolving, and uh, the type of leadership that you provided and the type of leadership that our other leaders provided, it allowed us to take those handcuffs off, right? Um, we were we were told, okay, there's no sacred cows, and it was meaningful, and you guys met it. Um, uh, here's an end goal. Here we want to get. Here's where we're headed. Now go. And then it was, you know, like a pinball. <laughs> sometimes you know, bouncing all over the place. Sometimes we 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 scored. Sometimes we we uh, missed the flipper. But uh, ultimately, we still progressed. We still put a lot of points on the on the board, and uh, we still moved forward. And I think that if you look at all the different weapon systems, if you look at all the units over the last couple of years, we can actually show measurable growth in spite of this this pandemic. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's really um, the important piece for me is going back to the people piece is that you don't really know what people are capable of until you put them in that position. And so many right. times throughout my career, do you see a void from whatever reason, somebody step in to fill it. Right. And I think that's what we really have to prepare people for. Not necessarily preparing somebody to be the next Chris Howard. We don't need right. the next Chris Howard. We need Chris Howard to go be something else. We need the next group chief. Right. to lead how they lead. And we don't know what that's going to look like until they actually step into that role. And to me, that's exciting. Um, it's different. It's fresh. It's new ideas. Um, as long as you build a culture of uh, leadership and making smart decisions and doing the right things, I think yeah. you can plug just about anybody in this uniform into a role as long as they understand intent, set expectations clearly, and then let them go. Like, take the handcuffs off. Right. Like, I think that's a great analogy to um, empowering our airmen. And and as we build this thing um, administratively, operationally, like they're growing at different speeds and paths and seeing the growth has been really exciting. You've had a huge impact on that overall. And I know there's been, been a lot of frustrations over the time, <laughs> but we've turned that energy into real movement and right. success. No, I agree, sir. Um, yeah, there's definitely been some uh, moments where you're just beating your head on the door of the desk. Uh, like, uh, why can't we make this movement? Why can't we get past this? But uh, each moment provided uh, a new new thought, a new way of looking at it, you know, and then just kind of going back to that, uh, you know, the bringing in different talent, bringing in different thoughts, um, bringing different experiences to the table. I think that's uh, one of uh, the legacies of the 960th has, especially right now of uh, being very inclusive there, right? And always looking for someone that has a different level of experience um, or different experiences, people that have gone uh, a little bit outside of their comfort zone, individuals that have stepped out of side of this mission so they've gained a bigger picture. So strategically speaking, we're having um, a much better picture of what the Air Force and the joint environment looks like so that those decisions and that growth can happen. Yeah, we made deliberate decisions. You know, when I first got here, we talked about where do we, where do you want our gladiators to go? Like Colonel Dart and I sat down and talked about where do we need influence? Where do people need to understand our business? And then let's mentor those folks. So we've been putting people in really great spots. Like we're really proud of Zach Hammers, right? Exact yeah. to Chief White. Like he went, he went all the way to the top. Right. Now that, that that's one of those individuals that I definitely felt lucky to to meet in my career and uh, actually get to work with. I mean, when you talk about sharp individuals and, and potential growth and a future leader, you know, he's leading now, but um, I really would like to see where he steps in as a senior and as a chief down the road, because I honestly believe he's got that pathway. Yeah, he did great things at the 42nd, and, and it was really hard to let him go because all the great work, even the right. reg half was like, please don't let him go. But like, 
he's ready for an opportunity and he stepped right into it. So I think those are great successes. I think you need to be proud of because you had really good influence on making sure people um, understood what the plan was, pushed them, motivated them and made sure that uh, they knew that we had their back, that they're going to apply for opportunities. We want to continue to, to do that for people. Yeah, I always uh, I always push for him to, to take every opportunity, but I'll be honest, and I was very selfish. I wanted to keep him <laughs> as much as possible. I was advocating anywhere within the wing just because that talent was uh, so great. And I thought that, you know, looking at what experience that individual had and could bring, you know, there was definitely other weapon systems that we could have grown into, but I'm completely excited for him and, and where he did go. Um, you know, that's that's an anomaly in itself. Sure. You know, when we talk about cyber and even in Intel, because, uh, you know, Zach being uh, Intel, uh, very few opportunities for uh, proven opportunities that have shown to be fruitful uh, in our community. So when someone in our community is able to do that, that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, he set an example. Right. So now other people are like, hey, I can go do that, too. Like if I want to go do something like I'm going to shoot for it. And and now there's a void. Right. And when what he's doing in the unit, now somebody's going to step in and have very, very good opportunity to do something great there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we look at uh, where that void is and we start looking across uh, the wing. There's another individuals that are stepping up already that you can see in some of these other units. And I think that we'll, we'll be able to um, <clears throat> harness that void, still progress, and we'll see who the next, uh, you know, superstar is going to be. Yeah. There's always somebody to step right. in, right? Even in professional yeah. sports. Um, as people are on their way out, there's always rising superstars coming in. And right. Same in our business as well. But, you know, use some football because we talked about football before, uh, you know, a recording. Uh, I think about uh, Joe Montana years of the 49ers, right? And here's mm -hmm. this great quarterback and leading the team here. And they're like, well, my gosh, he's gone. We're hosed. And then yeah. Steve Young comes in and does such a great job. Yeah. Um, and you, you can talk about, uh, you know, other teams the same way. So. Let's not talk about that other team. I, I know where you're going right there. You're trying <laughs> no. to lead me into that to that other team that we're not going to talk about um, <laughs> as much as I would like to after this past weekend. But, um, when you talk about when you when you think about success. OK. What kind of things do you um, that you're really proud of from your time here at the wing? I knew on the spot here a little bit. So. <laughs> I knew this question was probably going to come up, and uh, I've racked my brain for a couple of days of, of what that would look like. What does success look like? Um, without being, um, you know, self-serving, I think that uh, the podcast is one of those things that I'm definitely proud of, and this is why. Um, when we look at the the scope and impact of something as simple as this podcast, I've heard about our podcast um, at headquarters. Um, I heard it in an interview for another job about how, hey, don't you do this podcast? <laughs> um, all of these things. So the fact that we've been able to put some good information out and kind of start um, getting this medium seen a little bit differently, I, I see as a big success. It's not because of you and I doing the, the podcast. It's not the, the individual host. It's the fact that now we're, make, we're normalizing a new technology in a way that people are like, that makes sense. You know, when we started talking about this concept, it was how do I get information uh, available for consumption by an individual airman at the time and place they wanted? And we looked at this medium, we looked at video, we looked at a couple other items. Um, and you spent a lot of time doing the research. So the fact that we were able to actually execute and execute so many different um, 
podcast. You know, Sam as the editor winning an award uh, for one of the episodes, and the fact that we've been able to hit a number of subjects, and the fact that we've made that impact. I think that that itself is one of those legacies that will will stand for a while. Um, that alone is a big success, but um, some of the other movements that we've made as far as shoring up some of the mission sets, right? Without getting into the details of operational uh, cyber, we've able, we were able to, to save one unit's mission uh, in a number of conversations. We've been able to build some great TFI partnerships. Um, those are all successes. But ultimately, what it's been, the biggest success is just um, the development and the team building that we've had here. Uh, I know that uh, all of the leadership prior to us did a lot of good groundwork, built a good baseline. But I felt like in our tenure that we were able to take the culture to the next step, right? Um, when we talk about those things, you know, when Colonel Linian uh, was still here, we talked about what culture looked like, the artifacts. We talked about, um, you know, what that the common goal looks like. We took the gladiators into a realm that uh, we identify as gladiators a little bit more clearly. We use the podcast as part of that those artifacts. Then we look at um, how we've built in our heritage room. We see the expansion of new buildings for the group, expansions of new buildings for the 50th. Um, and then we talk about uh, the newsletter, how that's expanded. All these things that make us a subculture within a subculture, I think, has been successful. And the fact that we have so many individuals moving on and taking that with them, and the fact that the 960th is now known as a development place, as a place where you're, I'm going to get solid talent, and not just, who are you? Where you come from? What do you guys do? It's, oh, you guys are the cyber guys. Oh, you guys, uh, yeah, I know so-and-so. I've seen the, the, all these good things come out from all these other individuals, and that we are actually being targeted for recruiting. Uh, in other roles. That's exciting. So I agree with all that. And I will agree that I'll speak for myself. Okay. I'm definitely a face for radio. So um, I'm glad we did the podcast and that uh, we did, we dabbled in video a little bit the holidays. It right. was interesting. It's certainly a completely different animal. And so I really enjoyed the podcast too. And talking about a void, <laughs> who's going to be the next co-host? And so we've been talking about that. Um, and so you obviously left a you know a huge void there and appreciate all the podcasts you did and you did really well. And I, I think you enjoy it. I mean, it certainly comes across that way. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, I was a little apprehensive, but I knew it was a comfort zone that uh, I needed to push. So that's why I wanted to jump on it. I liked the idea of it. Um, you know, to the video piece, Sam's got video evidence of how uncomfortable I am in front of video. <laughs> we hopefully she burned it. Um, you may if, see it again, <laughs> right, in the future. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, I agree with the podcast, uh, and uh, it, it, it it's really brought me a lot of joy and um, excitement. Now I'm got a couple of podcasts I really like, and there's a couple of podcasts I'm like, yeah. I'm not so happy with it's like anything else right you know um and then sometimes it's just the way you are that day you know we come in and, and right. um, we're like hey we're gonna do it right and some there's there's so many other things going on and for us to persevere through the pandemic i think is 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 really good and it gave right. i get feedback too when i'm out and around talking to people about hey we really appreciate that and uh we're going to continue it awesome. um we want it to be a legacy and then we don't want it to be about you know rick and chris and right. about whatever's next Yes. And we're going to continue to do that. So you're always welcome to come back, but you can't start your own 
over there at the new unit. So. Uh, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I, w- I don't think it'll ever compete. Um, but when I talk about uh, the use of that medium, I think that it is still useful. Um, you know, not to, to to kind of highlight where I'm working at now, but it's it, there's some similarities as far as GSUs um, and uh, a void for that connection across the the whole uh, group. So I, I found that this is a really good template that other people are trying to mimic. Now, will they be successful or not? I don't know. I think you should do it. I mean, yeah. I think that's part about leading and sharing, right? So, right. hey, this worked for us. Go ahead and try it, especially organizations that are so decentralized like we are. Right. I think it's a great opportunity um, to do that. And it just needs to start small like we did, right? And just yes. Build your followership <laughs> and and um, and then get feedback and, you know, give the people what they want to hear. And I think we've done a pretty good job with topic-wise with doing that, so. No, I agree. Yeah. And obviously I'll probably take a little bit different approach. What I liked about this is it was such a, a new new idea that uh, it left it way open and we were able to hit uh, a broad brush on it. Uh, I think that going forward in different units, it would be focused in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to meet the need of that particular organization. Sure. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a really good point. And um, we're going to continue to do this and hopefully the next you know, the next regime, you know, post me wants to continue to do it as well. So. I'm hopeful too. And I'll leave it with Sam as she's going to continue to carry the torch a little bit. I'll be a guest <laughs> anytime you guys need me to be. Um, you know me, I like to geek out. She's heard me pontificate quite often um, as much as possible. And uh, we can get kind of goofy. And that's one of the joy things is like um, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, the the brotherhood bond, uh, just that, that that whole bond that you have uh, in the trenches. And this is one of those things that, is it really that difficult? No, but it builds a good bond because you're able to really let your guard down and uh, have good conversations. And I always have goals to, to either make Sam laugh or cut up uh, during the pre or post, sometimes in the middle of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> just, okay, too. Right? So uh, it's just the little things that make, uh, make it uh, extra fun. Yeah, and it's helped me, um, and it's forced me at times to think through concepts and ideas and help us talk about those things that are important to us and just further reinforce, I think, for me as a leader, what what we feel is important and continue to articulate that in a way that makes sense for people and and helps us refine those thought processes. Right. And what I like, too, is uh, it allowed us to get expectations with um, examples and details in a, a couple of our podcasts. Um, the fact that we were able to highlight a number of our teams that were doing quite well, um, some other subject matters that needed to be talked about at the time. Um, we had some geek out sessions that went kind of well. I'll be honest with you, the one that I, I dislike the most right now is the blockchain. I don't think I was prepared enough for that one, so I feel like I tripped up. That's hard. That was, like, I'm trying to understand it myself. Right. So I'm an, I, I was a novice, and I try to put it together as best as possible for other novices. So. Hopefully it's not horrible. I'm sure looking at it down the future, like, man, this guy's a moron. <laughs> but, <laughs> that technology is is so new. And, right. and I sat down with somebody here in the building. I'm like, hey, just help me understand like basics, what it is. Right. And I think that's growth as a leader, right? Right. Taking an opportunity to talk about something that is curious and interesting that right. we may not know anything about it. It's kind of like our business. Yeah. Changing, evolving all the time, trying to understand what's next. We really sometimes, when we look at 20 years from now, like, 
man, that's crazy. Like yeah. look how far we've come in such a short period of time. Right. It, you know, not to, to really reveal ages or anything, but we've been doing this for a decade or two. <laughs> I look back to, um, I remember still using microfiche uh, for my tech orders um, and typing EPRs on a typewriter, uh, as well as there was one to two computers in the whole shop that everybody just either yep. rotated on. And predominantly it was a CAMS terminal with oh, yeah. doing, uh, cams, yeah. doing maintenance, uh, PMI documentation and uh, everything uh, to today where everybody has an expectation that they're going to have their own computer. Um, email is the predominantly used. Have multiple devices, right? right? People are working off a phone, a computer, a right. tablet. A, I remember a whatever. clipboard was the read file. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it was posted up uh, right next to the, uh, the break table. And the expectation was you're going to read it. And you could be quizzed. Every day. Yeah. Uh, on that read file. And actually, when we did boards for quarter awards, monthly awards, um, there was a possibility that something in that read file was going to come up as question. As a, man. Yeah. Yeah. When I joined, uh, I remember we had each section had a secretary and they were the one that had the computer. Yeah. They had typewriter and computer <laughs> and EPRs, OPRs are done on typewriters still. Like we didn't have email. Like right. when I joined the military um, to talk to people now, they're like, like my kids like, well, my kids, they're like, email's old. I'm like, dude, like, I remember pre-email. Yes. Like, we actually had to write things down and had meetings that were focused and meaningful. Or what the CC means in an email. Right. I know what that means. <laughs> carbon copy. Yep. And I remember using carbon paper on a leave form. So yep. you had to press hard on the top one and hopefully you didn't puncture, right. right, to get all the way to the third. So when we talk about part two, part three... Reason is part two and part three because it used to be a stack of paper three deep with uh, two pieces of carbon paper yep. in between. It's and funny. You were using carbon paper. Yep, as much as you could. Yes. Yeah, and your hands would get all. Oh yeah, it looked like you were you you just been processed for a crime. Right? You, <laughs> fingerprints, fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so I think when we look back at even just the small time in the wing, you know the 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 time that we've been together, it, sure. it seems like it's went by like that. It always does. Um, goes by so fast, but it's been it's been almost three years. Yes, sir. This fall for yeah, you know, two and a half years. Yeah, I've been and in so. the wing for a little over three. I was at the wing just a little over three years total between my time at the four two six and then up here at the at the group and then working at the wing. Um, you know, and uh, you know, going back to that comfort piece and, and kind of tying that back a little bit. You know, uh, this is the community that I was born into as far as the Air Force, right? So being an old SATCOMer, uh, which actually was wideband SATCOM at the time, which it was just a new merger from just being separate wideband, wideband bits and, and SATCOM being separate and put us all together. Uh, you know, like Colonel Eslin was one of the first officers I met in my career. Uh, and now that I worked for him at the group, um, you know, it's it was, funny how that happens. It was interesting, right? Uh, and then you look back and then all the different people that you met and the different assignments that bring you back and forth across that, that, uh, that spectrum. Cause we met on REGAF active duty time and, yeah. in Germany and then end up working, went your own ways and then right. end up working your way back to the same spot. So yes, sir. that's awesome. Remember the first time I met Chris. <laughs> and so, um, I was at headquarters, came down and was, uh, um, spent some time in four, two, six doing like sure. an orientation and you were brand new. I think you said like first week or something. That was my first day. First day. Yes, um, I couldn't tell. <laughs> That's good. So um, very professional, 
all had it all put together. Um, and like, man, this unit's got it figured out. Like, this is awesome. And uh, my mind was blown. I had no idea what you guys were talking about. Gotcha. And then uh, and to end up here working with you again, you know, just a short time later is pretty awesome. Yes, sir. It was definitely unique. Uh, the, the scary factor is my stomach was churning the whole way. Right? <laughs> I, I was I was scared poopless <laughs> at that point, you know, because uh, I was a brand new chief. Uh, I was uh, in a unit that uh, was a little different because I'd been uh, spent a decade in space. Coming back to, to yeah, a lot to, different to common cyber and and then uh, well, we were talking about some touchy subjects, right? You yeah, know, coming into a unit that, that had a lot of things that needed to be adjusted at the time, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of emotion and right. Um, yeah, it was it was. I look back at it now and say it was fun and interesting, but <laughs> I hear you. We were stressed about it too. Yes, sir. You know, it goes back to like, you know, when we talk about those goals and things that we were able to change, those conversations then led to um, decisions that uh, when we worked together here uh, that helped everything align and and still bring some of that corporate knowledge together so that we were successful. And I think that we were able to, to make some really good inroads. Yeah, it never happens as fast as everybody wants, but we do have a plan and we we usually get to it and it's about taking care of people. So um, I think think we'll end it there. Um, I'll leave you the last word like we do before, (laughs) but um, thanks again for everything you've done for us. I don't want to be the last time. We expect you back in the wing in the future. I hope hope there's an opportunity for you in the future to, you know, continue to lead um, specifically, you know, come back to this organization. So. Thanks for everything. No, I appreciate that, sir. And I appreciate your leadership um, and the trust that you gave me uh, for all of uh, and all the leeway, right, for us to, to do what we needed to do to be successful. And um, the fact that um, more often than not, it was here's the goal, go after it and uh, let us just do it. Um, you know, kept us, of course, moral, moral ethical and legal. But uh, here, this is what we need to get after. And the fact that uh, you gave us plenty of space to um, think outside the box and uh, really get after the problem set instead of getting you know really boxed in or stuck in a hard lane. So I appreciate that, sir. Uh, I appreciate the friendship too, right? So you know um, that's one of the things that we when we talk about leadership teams is uh, there's only a few people on the leadership team. There there comes a trust piece, and then there's friendship that they get yeah. built with that. So um, without it being uh, you know, outside the realm of normal, but just the, the work relationship and, and, and the friendship that comes with that work relationship. So thank you for that. Um, to the gladiators out there, right? Um, this place is home. It, it has been home for years, even before I was here because of uh, the nature of the business. But uh, keep on doing all the great work. Uh, there's a lot of good things that all of our gladiators out there are doing. Um, and there's days where, yeah, you're going to beat your head on the, on the desk or on the computer screen. Um, just realize that um, in that frustration can come ingenuity and also come uh, inspiration for how to improve that. If you can harness that more often than not uh, and not get mirrored down in the frustration, the success will be exponential after that. Um, it's those moments of frustration, those hard times that helps, you know, kind of harden us and, you know, build us into a, to a stronger individual which also gives us the experience and the knowledge to be successful later on. So in those moments of frustration, I'll give you words of advice that um, I got when I was a young airman, frustrated and thinking about leaving the service. Uh, uh, Master Sergeant Paul Amos was his name. And he says, you know, Chris, always look at this. 
you're frustrated in the moment. There's going to be change coming in the next two to three years. Don't let something today affect where that future could be. So take a deep breath. Yeah. Take it into perspective and move on. And I give that to, to all the gladiators out there. Um, and I want to tell all the gladiators out there, thank you for all the hard work you did. Um, I wouldn't have been successful without your success. I wouldn't have been able to um, make the inroads um, that I made at the group if it wasn't for the individual units being successful in their mission sets. It's the vignettes that they provided us that allowed us to break down those barriers. It's the, the products that they produced, the effects that they produced that allowed us to be successful as a group and wing. It's not the individuals up here necessarily doing it. It's how do we harness your good works to work on your behalf to make all these good things happen. So when we talk about these successes at this level, it's not based on what individuals did, but what you all did to make that available for us to use to get that success. So thank you. And then I always like to say thank you for your sacrifice. Um, your sacrifice makes my family sleep safely at night. And I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And if I can, one last time, just yep. tell uh, the, all the gladiators out there, remember to stab your enemies in the face through cyberspace. Until next time.